Blog Talk Radio. Hi and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Today we are joined by our guest host, filmmaker Heather Lenz. She's a filmmaker best known for Kusama Infinity, a feature-length documentary about artist Yayoi Kusama that premiered at the Sundance Film Festival and received international distribution. Carol Dean, president and founder of From the Heart Productions, and Heather Lenz, guest host of this Art of Film Funding podcast, are going to discuss the various resources offered by From the Heart Productions, including grants, classes, fiscal sponsorship, and much more. And I'm so excited to have both of you together on the show today. Thank you so much, Claire, for having us. And thank you, Carol, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here today. Before we delve into all of the services offered by From the Heart Productions, I was hoping you could share a little bit about how you got involved with the film industry. Well, thank you, Heather. I think I was born into it. I mean, the first memory I have, I'm sitting on the floor with another child. We're about four years old. And I can't read at the time. I only know a few words, but I know that I want that book because my aunt is going to read every word in it to me. And she doesn't want to trade. I have two books I'm offering her. This had to be one of the most important things for me to have it so vivid in my memory. So I I was... the thought was, what can I do? And the first thought is, grab the books and run. And then the answer was, no, your mother will make you give them back. What can you do? And so I had to use my brain, and I thought, I offered to her the two books. That didn't work. I ended up offering her a signed picture from Joan Crawford that I had written for and and received, and that did it. I got the book, um, but it was the most important thing. I learned to read so I could read movie magazines. I was reading at four and five before school, and I learned to talk and walk from movies. Um, it was a wonderful way to grow up, you know, and Mother took me every week, and she loved Betty uh, Davis and Joan Crawford, and they were all serious movies, and I learned all these big words, and I didn't really know what they meant out of context. I just remembered a sentence or something. So um, the kids wanted the kids said, said to me, we can't understand you, and I can imagine. Anyway, we, we played in those days, Heather, you could play out so outdoors from sunup to sundown, and so our games were um, things we made up. We made up stories and acted them out, and I got to produce my first event at 10 years old, so... I just love the film industry. So you fast forward, I'm out of school, I get a job with an air freight, 
airline. I had a very good job uh, quite early on, and I was in. I lived in Dallas, Texas, and they wanted. They closed that office, and they took me to Tahunga, California. And it was just like Dallas. They rolled up the sidewalks at 9 o'clock, and I thought it was very boring, but at least I was in California, and then someone took me to Hollywood to see a movie one night. And I walked in the office the next day and quit my job and said, I have found my home. And that was it. I moved to Hollywood. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I've known you a long time, but I've never heard this particular part of your story so that's that's fascinating but i do know a little bit about the company you founded short ends before from the heart and i wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about that well thank you that is now in the dictionary that was my terminology i didn't know what else to call them i called them those little old short ends Uh, a uh, cinematographer invited me to go on a movie set one night in uh, Hollywood. So I'm sitting there, and it was a well-known actor, and he kept going off on his lines. So the funniest, you know, I thought it would be fun to watch a a film, you know, once they said roll them and lights, camera, and action and all that. But it was more fun in between the takes to watch the actor because he was having a fit, literally. So every time he would go off on the lines, they would say, uh, cut, and then the cameraman would say, reloading, and they would take this 1,000-foot uh, canister off of the 35-millimeter camera and take it in the dark room, put another one on. And this went on like four or five times. So afterward, I said, what was all that about? And he said, it was a long scene, and we needed a 1,000 feet to get the whole shot. So every time he messed up, we had to put a new roll on. So, well, what would you do with those little short ends, I said. And he said, uh, we we send them to the camera department, and they sell them for silver you know they buy the they sell by the pound for silver and i said i think i can sell those to other filmmakers oh my gosh he said you never that'll never happen but i was determined so i wanted to start a business i had no money i only had the courage the idea and this is very similar to filmmakers they get an idea they are married to that idea, and they're not going to let go of it. And that's where your faith in yourself and your belief in your project comes in. So I went and talked to the guy at Columbia Studios and made a deal that I could buy his short ends. Uh, and I so I had a price that he would accept, and then I just marked doubled the price and sold it. So all I had to do was get on the phone and write letters and start selling it. And no one had ever done this. But I got my first sale, who was an animator. He only shot 100 feet a day. But I drove him crazy to make sure he was happy and I could use him as a reference. So he he agreed as long as I stopped calling him every day. And so... I used his name and kept calling people till I hit the mother load. It was there. All of those young, independent, creative filmmakers who were not in the union and not controlled by the studios were out there with great ideas, and they needed film stock at a cheap price. It was a perfect match. 
So that's how I started the company, selling raw stock. And then Maxell came along and said, look, if you can do that, if you can sell the leftover film, you can definitely sell our uh, video. And then I got uh, Fuji and Sony and JVC. I got all these products, so I, I began to expand. And eventually I got uh, the Fuji distribution for film stock on a handshake for the United States, which was a great gift. Uh, so I ran the business for 33 years, and that's uh, that was a lot of fun for me. And during that time, my father, Roy Dean, came out to California to help me. So um, he worked for me in the office, and he uh, could have any job he wanted, but he loved to work with filmmakers, so he wanted to be at the counter to talk to them. And Heather, they they just loved working with him. Well, I know everyone loves working with you as well. So you you have that in common with your father. Um, when I was preparing for the podcast, I I took a peek at your website, and I was really fascinated to read that Roger Corman was among the filmmakers who purchased short ends from your company. Um, he's made you know some really wild films. So I got a kick out of reading that. Um, so, uh, could you talk a little bit about your reasons for forming From the Heart Productions, and when was the organization founded? Well, um, 1992 is when we applied. Um, here's what happened. Uh, a group of people in Ojai, California, were um, devotees of Sai Baba in India. So, they... Um, were going. I had a friend who belonged in that group, and she was going to India with this group and said, why don't you come? So I bought a ticket, and then I broke one of my toes, and I was having a hard time walking. So I wasn't going. I'd made up my mind, this is crazy. I can't go live in an ashram for a week and, and all this stuff. But I looked in Louise Hayes' book, and Heather, it tells you, if you injure a part of your body, what that means emotionally. So it said to me, you're afraid to step into your future, okay? So, well, I thought, I'm going with a broken toe or not. I'm going. I don't want to miss this. So I went, and then the next day when we get in, you get in line, and they know that you would get in line and never leave, uh, to get on the first row, that's the most important thing. You get close to Sai Baba. Well, I didn't know any of this stuff. I just know that you pick up some sticks and you throw them, and then the women tell you what where you are. So I got on the first row the first day, and I'm sitting there, and here comes this short, brown, gorgeous man walking around the corner of a building. And my heart exploded. He had opened my heart chakra, and I just went into bliss, total bliss. And I was never the same again. The foot was healed. Everything was healed. Um, I had such a wonderful time. And he told me, go home and start a nonprofit and uh, call it 
from the heart production. So I said, okay, what am I going to do? What's the nonprofit for? And he said, you will know. And every question was, you will know. So I said, okay. And I go home. Dad gets sick. He he got sick while I was gone. So I spent four five months taking care of Dad. Then he crossed over. And I put that in variety because we all read Friday variety. It was important. And um, that's when I started getting phone calls that one guy said I would never have gotten my master's thesis had Roy not given me the Rostock. What do you mean, give you the Rostock? He said, oh, yeah, Roy was always giving Rostock away. Didn't you know? I said, no, I didn't know. Anyway, it was cards and letters and phone calls to realize that he was running his own little grant down there at the front counter. Uh, and we were always off on inventory, but it was handmade inventory, so I always gave him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but I realized that he was the one that he, I was running around collecting hot checks in the 70s and 80s in Hollywood, as you can imagine. And filmmakers will do anything to get the money. They could get the raw stock in those days. And I honor them for that. I think that's, I understand. Um, So I just found that um, he had done a marvelous job in helping people. So another month goes by after we bury Dad, and I have a... um, a gentleman named Keith, who was my public relations man for From the Heart, I mean, sorry, from uh, for the company, which now has an office in New York and Chicago and L.A. And he was telling me uh, how to uh, market the company. He was a good advisor. So I woke up one morning. I was going to lunch with him the same day. And I heard, start the Roy Dean film grant, and here's what you're going to do. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go out on the street and start asking for donations. And <laughs> So I definitely said, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, go to lunch with Keith, and he says to me, swear to God, Good. Are you not going to believe what I woke up with? And he said, you're going to start the Roy Dean film grant. Exactly what I heard. And uh, here's, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't know how to do that. He said, I will help you. Do you have, you must have somebody who's asking you for raw stock. Uh, I do. I said, I have this. Young man, he wants $3,500 in film stock. That's about, what, 12000 today. And I said, I, uh, he wants to go film the Indians on the Hopi Reservation. Can you imagine? And he said, give it to him. That is your first grant. So I did. And he said, we have one year to figure this out. <laughs> and that's And that's what we did. We gave it to him, and he said, now you've got to call Robert Townsend because Robert bought his raw stock from us. It was because of Robert that I took on credit cards because he wanted to buy film, and he wanted to put it on his credit card. So um, we sold him a lot of film for his first film, a lot of raw stock. 
So Robert helped me. Uh, he would be there at night when we would uh, have the finalists. In the beginning, Heather, when I got the finalists, I would take them to um, the director's guild and get the five finalists to pitch their projects, and then we would award the grant that night. So um, we just started it from, I guess, uh, the information the universe had for me. I think this was planned. Well, so this explains why the the grant is called the Roy W. Dean Film Grant. Yes. Um, Yeah, so you offer many services, and we're going to be talking about them. But uh, since we're already on the topic of grants, could you tell us how and when can people apply? Well, right now there are two grants open. The first one is March 31st. That's the deadline, and that is for uh, features shorts, webisodes, and documentaries. And uh, our criteria is we we want something unique and that makes a contribution to society. Well, one of the things that I think is really amazing about your grants is that you're often the first to come in and support a project, and that was the case with my film about Yayoi Kusama, uh, you were the first funder to support it, and I had already been working on it for several years. So I think that's something that makes you very special as you're willing to take a chance on a new filmmaker. And on that note, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what you think the biggest obstacles are that independent filmmakers need to overcome. Well, there, there are many. There are many. But the the most important thing is that people give money to people, not to films. So you, as a filmmaker, you're the one that matters. You have to maintain the highest amount of self-confidence at all times. I don't care if you've been turned down by everybody. You can't lose the faith. You have to constantly know in your heart that this is your field, you are not getting out of it, you are going to succeed, and that takes a lot of work on yourself. It's, I think keep, keeping yourself in a place of confidence is the most important thing that you have to do because you go through so much rejection in the film industry. It's one, one rejection after another, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, Another one of the services that you offer is fiscal sponsorship, which is very important for people who are applying for grants, doing crowd campaigns, things like that. And I wonder if you could also talk a little bit about that service, what that looks like, what it includes. Well, thank you. I really love uh, to work with filmmakers, and that's exactly what this is. We uh, are a nonprofit 501c3, and so we act as the nonprofit to accept the money for the filmmaker. So the donation to the filmmaker comes to from the heart. We put it in the bank, and then we take 6% as our fee, and we send you a check for the balance. And the most important thing is this gives your donor a tax write-off. So that's one reason why you do it. A lot of times features even will come to us and use us 
to get the first 100,000. So by then, they've got their cast and their crew and their legal paid for, and usually they can then go on the street and get the rest as investments. But we funded some films, uh, feature films, all the way through. And the good thing is you don't have to pay this money back. It is a donation, and the donor takes it off their tax bill, and you get to enjoy the profits of the film. But the other things that the sponsorship program does is um, we give you a lot of guidance on creating crowdfunding campaigns. Uh, We work with you if you want to do Seed and Spark or Indiegogo or Kickstarter, and we have our own platform. When you join us, you get your own platform just like those three, but this one is uh, tied into our website, and you build a page. You always want to have a place for people to give you credit card money because they love to get the points. It's a lot more fun to use a credit card than a check. So you want to be always ready for that. You have consultations from Carol Joyce and I because you really need to have a fundraising plan, know how much time you want to put into crowdfunding, one-on-one asks, funding parties, grants. Where do you want to put your time? All of that is very important. Uh, But this is the key, is the plan. Uh, So... We've helped filmmakers raise over $30 million for their films, and it's been a lot of fun. You, you really have to focus on creating a working plan, that you, something that you feel in your heart you can achieve. So we've had some wonderful people come through us. Uh, La Junta de Oro is a film that won our grant, and um, – the gentleman who did that film won more, he won 55 awards around the world he won he won everything at um, at Mexico City like their academy awards he took home i think five or six awards uh and we've been sponsored for uh, sponsors for um HBO projects for um PBS, etc., and some of them have won Emmys. We're we're just really proud of our filmmakers because we say here we're not making films, we're making filmmakers because you are the one that needs the support. So there's industry discounts that we've uh, raised for filmmakers. Uh, We answer the phone, Heather, that's the number one thing. You always get a call back the same day. Uh, and we service is the only difference between us and the other uh, companies, and that we make sure that we give you good service. And the most important thing is that we do shows like this. We do our block talk show and other things uh, to educate filmmakers on funding their film. Well, I certainly um, have to back you up in saying that, yes, you offer many services and you're very hands-on. It's definitely um, a family business, as you've already mentioned, um, the the start from your dad, who was secretly giving away your short ends (laughs) without you knowing. And while you were giving, uh, just talking now, you mentioned Carol Joyce, so I thought you should let everyone know who she is in case they don't already know. Yes, my daughter, Carol Joyce, does all of the consultations. When you apply for the grant, 
you automatically get a free consultation. And this is exactly what you want. You need feedback. Uh, If you don't win the grant, why didn't I win? So you need to listen to someone who reads applications, and that's Carol, and watches your trailer, gives you feedback on how to improve the trailer and how to improve your written material. Because the more you develop your film, the easier it is to get it funded. So she does uh, hundreds uh, of consultations a year, and both of us uh, get involved to look at, because we both see things differently. I'm more from the old school, and she's from anything goes. So between us, we <laughs> we cover a lot of ideas. Uh, yeah, that's that's always good to have different perspectives. So you mentioned you have a variety of services. You offer free workshops and classes. Your newest is a free monthly class titled Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Film Funding. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, thank you. The purpose of the class is to educate filmmakers on film funding. And this is the first class uh, that we did recently. We did something on funding parties, which right now, this is a perfect time of the year to have uh, funding parties. It takes you 60, 70 days to create one. So from here you could create something for May or June when it's spring and summer and people want to get outside and you can have them in your backyard or in your uh or in an event place whatever you want. But we've we did the first class on that and that is online uh at fromtheheartproductions.com under blogs the everything series is under the blog tab so we did that and then we decided well let's do something on trailers and after we did the first class on trailers i realized that that was just touching uh, just putting your toe in the water there's so much to know about a trailer so we did the second class with david raiklin who's a great music composer and raiklin taught us about the importance of music and how to use it in the trailer for the most effect So that's a brilliant one. Then Karen Everett joined me for the third class on trailers, and she explained the editing process and how to tighten your edit down. She's currently saying you need under two minutes. I mean, that's hard. You've got to get, what, three or four years' worth of research and development into under two minutes, but that's so that's the thing that works now. I, I don't mind if I get a four, five, six-minute trailer for the grants. Uh, But you need to have several links of trailers. Now, Fernanda Rossi, who I love, says you start with a 10-minute trailer and you keep cutting it down for what they ask for. But getting under two minutes seems to be the current thing. So tomorrow, Heather, we're doing a class on creating and achieving your goals, and this would uh, include film funding as well as film production. I think it's really important for filmmakers to set goals. Actually, it's paramount to the funding process. You know, setting goals and achieving them is empowering. And this is another thing that you need to do as a filmmaker to keep Uh, empowering yourself and blessing yourself on a daily basis. Love yourself. This is so important because 
we feel that energy when we're around you. We we want to feel that confidence. And and wealthy people often have set goals and achievement because they are achievers to get to the to the wealth where they can sit and write you a ten thousand dollar check and never miss it. They're goal setters. So when you talk to potential donors, you want to be able to say that this film, people want to know why are you making this film. That's a thing that filmmakers usually don't tell us, but we all want to know why this film. Why are you making it and not someone else? And uh, so this opens us as donors when you say, I'm making this film because it fits my goals and my vision for my future. We want to hear goals and visions. Those are two important words. And wealthy people love to know you're a goal setter because most of them are too. Well, that's certainly true, although I also know when people do crowd campaigns, a lot of their friends will come on board who are not particularly wealthy and give smaller donations of 25 or $30 and if you have a lot of friends like that, that can certainly add up too and boost your film along. Yes, and you're building an audience. It's marketing. This is the twenty-five and thirty dollars. Those are really sincere blessings from people. So you you want to appreciate those. And um, once you get into that place of opening to receive then it just gets bigger. The donations get bigger and bigger. I've seen it happen. And you mentioned tomorrow you have um, a workshop and you have so many events, and we're going to be talking about some more of them. Where can people go to find information so they know the time and how to connect and participate in these things? Well, it's all on the website, fromtheheartproductions.com. And once we make a class, we put it online. So all the classes I've mentioned are all online under blogs, under the Everything You Want to Know blog. And this class on goal setting will be there too. Terrific. And I know you have a newsletter. And um, is that where people can sign up at your website? Oh, yes. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Um, you go on the website, and on the right-hand side is a place you can sign up for the newsletter. We uh, tell you about our grants and other people's grants. Uh, we write blogs for you on what's new in the industry, on what uh, is happening as far as um, new grants, new money, who's funding what, uh, and ideas, and right now we're really into virtual screenings and connecting to corporate partners. Well, great. Would you like to talk more about um, virtual screenings now, since you just uh, mentioned it? Sure. Um, sure. What are your thoughts well, about that? I know it's a, a new, newer trend, especially with um, the pandemic. Yes. This is the best thing it did for us. It, uh, no more do filmmakers have to pray that they're going to fill up a screening room. Uh, you know, they're dealing with weather, traffic, sickness, unexpected events, all that. So they don't have to worry about that anymore. They can go virtual. They can have people all over the world 
in that virtual screening. So I think it, this is really one of the greatest things that that we got out of COVID, virtual screenings. Now, uh, Basil Moore is working with us under our physical sponsorship. He's making a sci-fi feature, okay? So we are using our virtual events for crowdfunding and our marketing. So Basil has had maybe two or three events, and here's what he does. He has uh, he has several uh, people on the event. One, he talks about the film. I get on there as from the heart. I'm his physical sponsor, so I'll tell people about his film, and I offer um, them uh, whatever it is that Basil is giving, because we do give perks. Everybody gives perks. But we talk about the uh, the fun to join this sci-fi because it's all about it's a peaceful learning how to live in a peaceful world, and that's a good subject. So he brings on his social media expert, Gerald, who has done a fabulous job for him, and she talks about the content, and then he may have a an investor come on and talk. And from he's done three of these. From this, Heather, he got he's still raising money, remember, but he has distribution now for China. And from the Benelux group for Belgium, Netherlands, etc. So um it's working. You never know who's going to be uh in the audience, which is the good news. So yes, it's a good way to raise money. Uh, but it is better that you never know who out there is watching and what they can do for you. So it's been very helpful for him. Yeah, I definitely see the benefit. I know many filmmakers have been disappointed um, since the pandemic about not being able to um, necessarily have in-person screenings because it is really a joy to share your film with an in-person audience. But at the same time, as a consumer of, um, you know, different films, I also have to say it's wonderful to be able to, you know, relax at home and just tune in and and, and watch um, events or screenings from home. So definitely there is a benefit. Um, so we've already talked about some of the services you offer, the grants, the fiscal sponsorship, your monthly um, class, the everything you ever want to know about film funding class, but you have other classes too and one of those happens every other weekend so could you tell us about that one oh that's our film funding class now we started that so that carol and i could be on a call with all of our sponsored filmmakers and <clears throat> we set it up so that they can pitch us their films and then there's you know a group of us it's a comfortable place to practice, and we give them feedback and help them improve. And then sometimes they'll come back two months later, three months later, and they will have improved their pitch because the pitch is one of your greatest assets, and getting that right is paramount to your funding. So we work on that. But um, what happened was that I started to read books and share information uh, that I thought would empower filmmakers, and they love it. So basically, this next class is 100 
classes that we've done, and I've read books uh, and shared information. We covered everything in Lynn May Taggart's brilliant book, The Field, where physicists talk about the quantum field and the power of your mind. And then we covered Dean Radin's book, Real Magic and Conscious Universe, because Dean Radin says we are all psychic. Just get over it and use that to help you in your life. And that's what this uh, class is about. It's to empower filmmakers. Then we took uh, Think and Grow Rich, and we fell in love with it. So we covered every chapter in the book, and it was just wonderful because it was as if he wrote it for filmmakers. Uh, and now we're on Mind to Matter by Dawson Church, How Your Mind Creates Your Future. And uh, it was it's easy for me to connect this information with filmmaking. And so I will write it up and work with them on Saturday, and we talk about how filmmakers can empower themselves and use their minds to help them achieve their goals. Well, that's wonderful. What what time is this class offered? It's 10 a.m. every other Saturday. Right. So that's Pacific Standard Time here in California. Right. Yes. And in addition, you offer the intentional filmmaking class, and that's a longer class uh, that lasts several months, actually. So could you tell us about that? Yes, it's over It's over four months, and there's eight classes. We do two a month. Every other week we have a class. And you also have three personal consultations with Tom and I. And that's really important because we teach you as much as we know in this class to help you get your paperwork ready. The, the most important thing is how to meet someone and talk about your film, you know, and move them to the second meeting if they're interested, and then how to continue talking to them to allay their fears and close your donor or your investor. Because well, it takes time. It takes time. People have to trust you. That's true. I think another great thing about this particular class is that um, – Instead of people just dropping in or dropping out, you're with the same group of like-minded filmmakers the whole time who are working to achieve um, their goals. And so you get to know them a little bit, and you get to see their project advance at the same time your project's advancing. And I think it's really great to be part of a community like that. When you're an independent filmmaker, you can sometimes start to feel isolated working alone at your desk, applying for money and things like that. So I think that's a great benefit of the class as well. And when you mentioned it, you you said you also get – Consultations with you and Tom, and that's Tom Malloy, right? Yes, Tom Malloy has made 18 films now. Uh, he's raised over 26 million for these films, and he's so he knows how to raise money. And so he teaches the feature side. I teach the documentary and the use your um, creative side and your mind to fund your film. So uh, it's about an hour and a half class every other week but we only do this twice a year and we only take 
maximum 15 people. We keep it very small so we can do a lot of personal consultations and make it uh, help you develop your film. Yes, so his specialty is fiction filmmaking. I just want to point that out since documentaries obviously can be feature length as well, although I know that's shorthand a lot of people use um, when they're referring to, to fiction films. Um, so you also do podcasts like the one we're doing right now, and I wonder if you could talk about those. I don't know if it's fair to ask, but if you have any favorite podcasts that you think people should check out, that would be great to hear as well. Okay, thank you. Well, uh, Claire Pappen, our hostess, is who convinced me to do a podcast. And I'm so indebted to Claire for pulling me into this wonderful way to keep people informed about the changes in our film industry. And um, I love interviewing authors. I love to hear about what's going on with photography, what's new in editing, uh, how you create your shot list for all of that is important, and um, and when new books come out, I usually interview the author and find out what's new and what are they advising for filmmakers, because um, learning new techniques for production or for film financing is really important, because in the beginning, Claire and I thought that it would be an excellent adjunct to my book, The Art of Film Funding, and it has been. But what's so important is this fast-changing industry. Uh, somebody's got to keep you up to date on what's going on, and we feel we're up there in the top. And, Heather, I'm so happy that you're doing the interviews with the filmmakers. You're doing a fabulous job. Well, thank you. I, I enjoy talking to the filmmakers about their process, and I feel like, we can also learn a lot from them as well in terms of how they uh, got their film to the finish line as independent filmmakers. They all have their own unique stories to share, and so it's fun to talk to them. And where can people tune in to hear the podcast? Well, uh, you can do that. You can go to the blog talk radio show, The Art of Film Funding, uh, and you will see our list of shows, or you can go on our website from theheartproductions.com and under blogs, it's the Art of Film Funding podcast section that you go to and you ask about some of my favorites. Well, what I, we just did Stephen Kantz and uh, gosh, he's so brilliant on um, his book of Photography. He has 800 visuals in there, shot by shot. It's a fabulous book. So I recommend you listen to that interview. And then you have uh, a wonderful interview with Stefan Follows about his book, How to Crowdfund Your Film. It's a very good podcast for anyone interested in crowdfunding or peer-to-peer -peer funding. And Mari Warshawski did a great job sharing his information on funding parties on one of our uh, shows. And then we had the perfect pitch. Uh, and that is most important. All of these are on the uh, website. Terrific. Heather, if I yeah, may, go let me ahead. pop in here real quick. Um, yes, and just uh, just so our listeners know that any of these names that Carol just mentioned 
they are tagged on the podcast. So you will be able to find them if you just go to the search button on Blog Talk Radio and uh, under Carol Dean's The Art of Film Funding podcast, you will be able to uh, find them through tags as well if that's easier for you. And one more way to connect with the show is by signing up for the newsletter off of carolfromtheheartproductions.com website. Yes, Thank you because there, there are a lot of, you're welcome, there's a lot of links in the newsletter to recent shows that we've done, and uh, that just makes it easier as well. Another thing, moving on, I'd like to ask you about is the future of independent film. You've mentioned you try to keep tabs on the pulse of what's going on, and I we've already talked a little bit about some changes like virtual screenings and things like that. Do you have any other insight you would like to share or any observations you've noticed? Yes. Right now is a fantastic time for creators. You're a creator. All the people listening are probably creators. This is a good time for you. You can't lose your faith. Keep your faith. This article, I'm going to read you something from the Financial Times. It says, private equity groups hunt for Hollywood deals to cash in on streaming boom. Private equity giants, including Apollo and Blackstone, are investing in Hollywood production companies as they look to profit from the $115 billion a year that U.S. streaming services are pouring into television shows and movies. These investors are betting that ferocious demand for new television shows will endure for many more years, according to interviews with top executives. And streaming continues to explode, and it's driven incredible demand for premium scripted content. All right, and Apollo last week bought a $760 million stake in Legendary. That's the Chinese-owned movie studio behind Dune and Godzilla. And Blackstone committed more than $2 billion to building a new production company led by former Disney executives. Centricus, a London-based fund, is reportedly in talks to buy a majority stake of Imagine Entertainment the production company behind the shows, like Arrested Development, okay? So private equity has waded in at the same time that investors are scrutinizing the sustainability of streaming as a business model. Netflix, Disney, WarnerMedia, and others are spending unprecedented amounts of money to feed their streaming services. The Financial Times calculated that the top eight U.S. media groups plan to spend at least $115 billion on programming this year. That's only one year. Now, you have to realize that some of these services are losing money because the business is so costly, but their loss is the gain of anyone that can make content for streamers. There has never been more money available to bankroll new shows says it, entertainment executives. The competition for content is at its highest level I've seen in 26 years, said Ari Emanuel, the Endeavor chief. Isn't that good news? Well, that's terrific. That's great. 
And I know, gosh, time is just flying by here. We don't have a lot of time left. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you about that you would like to tell us about, Carol? Well, to stay on the idea of the of the streaming and the business, when Wall Street and Blackstone, Blackstone is the most solvent company in the world with $9 trillion in assets. When they move into the film business, you know it's good for us. Um, I remember when Reese Witherspoon decided she wanted to go into production. I read an article about her maybe 15 years ago when she first started. She met a woman who was um, in business. This woman ran a business. She was very intelligent. And so Reese uh, started asking her, come out to Hollywood and let's build a production company. No, I don't want to do that. I don't know anything about the film industry. And Reese said, but we'll learn. We'll learn together. I don't know. I only know acting. Let's learn how to produce. And the article was written because <clears throat> they were in every class in Hollywood. All right? You could be sitting next to Reese Witherspoon, known as an actress, but she's learning all over again. Okay, so they started from nothing, built the business, and um, their production company, Hello Sunshine, was sold uh, at was valued at nine hundred thousand million, nine hundred million. The deal caught the attention of Hollywood executives because it was valued at seven times their revenue. That's incredible. And so the point is, this is an actor teaming with a business person, and together they made a fortune. I, I'm saying this because that could be your future too, all right? The most important thing that that filmmakers need to do is keep the faith, believe in themselves, understand how talented they are, because I get applications for my grant, Heather, and people are writers, directors, and producers. I mean, that's incredible to have all that talent. And some people are editor-producers. It's amazing how talented filmmakers are. And I know it's a demanding world for filmmakers, but the rewards are there. So what is important is don't lose your creativity. Don't produce content. Don't let them take away your creativity because we're always going to be there for the most creative films, right? Yeah, people love to see something new, that's for sure. So um, I would love it. Just to recap, if you could tell us again what your website is, if you would like to mention your social media handles as well so that people definitely know where they can find you and, and learn more about all of these resources you offer. Everything is on the website, from fromtheheartproductions.com. Uh, there's info on fiscal sponsorship on how to apply for the grants because what we've done is I did go out on the street and start asking people for donations and we have about $20,000 in donations we have a, a man who creates music for you we have a, a guy in Canada who will do your subtitles uh, we have everything we are very good about raising donors uh, for sound and uh, production discounts and 
we've we've got a gather together like a family. Everyone who is donating with us has been with us for ten years or more. Heather, they love the grant. They stay with us. They love to work with our filmmakers. Sam Delugich, who you know, is the uh, color correction guy. He's in the grant. All of these people are wonderful for filmmakers to work with. So I'm really proud of uh, the grants and. I would say to you that, you know, you never give up. <clears throat> I've seen people win our grant when they have applied for the third time because they apply, they don't win, they take the uh, consultation, they make adjustments, they come back, they've improved their film, they get in the finals, maybe they don't win, but they do the next time. I mean, it's... Uh, Never give up. You go back to that suffragette motto. When it comes to grants, never give up. Keep going back. Well, that's great advice. And Claire, uh, was there anything you wanted to, to bring up before we close out the show? just want to say what an honor it's been doing this show with Carol all these years and also what a joy it's been that you have come on board and doing your guest hosting. And uh, I just think uh, we all make a great team, and, and I'm grateful that the universe has brought the inspiration to Carol to go forward and create the grant and do the work that she's doing. Thank you, Claire. Yeah, and thank you for including me, and it's an honor to work with both of you. And I really do want to say that From the Heart is really just the absolute perfect name for Carol's company because it really does... it really does embody everything that her, you know, company is about because she's such a big part of it and she does have a huge heart, especially for independent filmmakers who need that support in their life. So thank you, Carol. Thank you, Claire. And thanks, everyone, for listening as well. Well, it's an honor. Thank you both very much. I love the fact that we work together, and every show we do is dedicated to the filmmakers to educate and enlighten them. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. Be well, everyone. Take good care. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.